Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Good morning, Mid-Missouri. Randy Tobler with you, along with Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Bedecked in her black and gold. We're still celebrating from Friday. Although, I will agree with you, Randy, (laughs) the second quarter and third quarters were kind of boring. But that's... that's that's the new sleep aid. If you're having a hard time getting to sleep, forget the melatonin, forget uh, any over-the-counter stuff, forget a prescription. Just watch the first half. Just loop the first half of the cotton But roll. the winning was so good, and Twitter <laughs> afterwards, so good. The interviews, so good. And producer Hannah's answering the phone at 573-874-9390. John Marsh, I know you were up celebrating the Cotton Bowl victory till all hours of the night Friday night. Hey, it was a victory. <laughs> we'll take it, right? I yes, wonder sir. if I wonder if Brad Jones, our guest this segment on Wake Up Mid Missouri, and he's the director of the National Federation of Independent Business, was watching the Cotton Bowl and cheering them on. I bet you were. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, yes, I absolutely. I had a house full of people uh, <laughs> that were. Uh, Eating and drinking and having a really good time, especially at the end. Yeah, I had to, we had to wake them up on a couple times, but at, at the end they were awake and ready to go. It was a great victory. It was a great time for Mizzou football. Um, Missouri football goes way back in our family. You know, my brother's a graduate. My dad was a graduate. I'm a grad, so we uh, we we bleed black and gold at our house. So now, it was a great night. And I think I heard you say Missouri. So is that where you land on the Missouri Missouri debate? Yeah, I was gonna uh, I was gonna say, Randy. I'm glad you've. Uh, I want to congratulate you first of all oh, on joining the team. I am familiar, uh, rather familiar with your team, and you're going to have a lot of fun. Oh yeah, you're going to talk about some weighty issues, and you're going to talk about some important stuff. But you're going to have a lot of fun doing it with that bunch. They're they're professionals. I know all of them personally really well, and and. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, it's like, have a great it's like time. being adopted into a family, and I'm thankful for that. It's beautiful. Uh, it is. They may, they may slap you around a little oh, bit. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I already have a reservation at the emergency department. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but only when deserved. <laughs> right. Yeah, and you've already been hitting all the weighty issues. You know, the Missouri, Missouri thing. Yeah. Uh, Marsh is talking about eating bugs. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, you know, Hannah, Hannah can't keep her eye on the ball, and yeah. And so, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's... We, we try to cover the issues that impact people's lives daily. You know, those existential things in life. Hey, but you know, there are existential things that are constantly threatening small business. And I know that you, in the Missouri uh, division, as well as nationally at the National Federation of Independent Business, really have to keep an eye on the regulatory environment, uh, things that can, uh, the financial environment, government policy that can absolutely tank and continue to threaten small business well there's no question about it randy and and you know this time of year especially like right now i get a lot of questions from folks well how was how was the holiday season and you know it's a really valid question because so many small businesses rely on november december uh end of year sales to either make it or break it and you know by all accounts it looks like this was a pretty good holiday season for us. Uh, I know the, the the retail federation was estimating a three to four percent increase, which is uh, is solid. 
And it wasn't what it was last year. You remember last year, everybody got out of, out of their houses and went crazy. And it was like, let's go shopping. And it was up like about 6% or something like that. But uh, this year, I'm, it'll be interesting to see the, the Federation, the, nation, the uh, national retailers come out with their numbers uh, probably in the next couple of weeks on what November, December look like. But NFIB also does our economic trends survey that we've been doing now for 50 years. And uh, we should have probably the December numbers on how things, how they're feeling about things. Cause we've got 10 things that we, we rate on. And uh, I, the one, the most important one is, do you expect the economy to improve in the next six months? And I, my gut feeling is, if they're having a really good uh, end of year um, the time when, with 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 selling and buying and whatnot, I think maybe that it might tick up, but we'll see. Um, they still got inflation, which is the absolute hobgoblin of small business. Uh, and, and as I've, you know, I, John and I have talked about this a few times. Small business is, is definitely the canary in the cage when it comes to the economy because they're the first ones that know when product goes up a little bit, if they're going to have to change, they're going to have to change their prices. Uh, they're 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 kind of the the very first on the line, the folks that that can really kind of indicate to the rest of us, hey, just so you know, uh, I'm going to have to raise my prices or I'm going to have to to do something uh, employment-wise, or and they, you know that's another issue. The, the labor market, Randy's been just—it's—it's it's such a weird economy. It is the weirdest economy because people keep buying. Uh, the economy, as far as as people being in the market and being out there and buying, is strong. But we're still—we've got still forty some forty-five, forty-three percent of our membership that uh, can't find anybody to work. And they have job openings. And so I don't know. It's There's going to be a couple of things that are going to have to happen, I think, in 2024 that we're going to have to look at that is, is going to make things better. And, now, and, and there's, a, there's a great article in the paper that said the economy is getting stronger, but voters feel horrible about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think I think that kind of sums up where small business people are, too. I mean, they're they're still uh, they're still making payroll on Friday, but they've got this undercurrent of of inflation and labor issues and regulatory stuff that's coming down the pike that uh, is is sort of this uh, this little cloud that's over us to keeping them from really, really taking off. Brad, we appreciate you joining us live here on the show, and I want to kind of follow up on what you talked about, about the fact that there basically is a worker shortage because the legislative session begins tomorrow at high noon in Jefferson City. In one of the year, and there's a lot more areas where Democrats and Republicans work together, but it gets overshadowed, quite frankly, in, in, the, in the, especially about abortion, things like that, the more controversial issues. One area the two parties are generally in agreement is child care. I was at the Missouri Chamber of Commerce and Industries Forum here in Columbia in October, and Dan Meehan told the audience that the child care crisis, that's the term he used, the audience all nodded their head, Democrat and Republican, they agreed with that term. He said it's costing Missouri more than a billion dollars annually, and that basically because of the lack of child care, these people want to work, but they, they can't go to work because they can't find dependable and safe child care. What are the chances of that passing, and would that help you? You know what? 
Um, that is spot on. It really is. And uh, we we had a long discussion about this at our leadership council meeting this summer. And and there's there's kind of two things going on. Uh, you know, in in the rural areas, there just isn't any. I mean, you're you're looking for some place to take your children. And there's just no availability. And then you get into the urban areas and it's so expensive that it's just cheaper to stay home. So you have a percentage of the workforce out there that are staying home and are, and are not entering the workforce. Mm. Uh, that along with the fact that I think there was a lot of people during the pandemic that said, you know, I'm kind of thinking about retiring, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and retire. So that took a bunch of folks because I get this all the time. Where is everybody? I mean, where are the workers? And then there's another percentage that just don't want to work. So um, I think really, Brian, that is an excellent question, whether we can get it. I mean, we it passed the House last year. Yes, it did. It got to the Senate. And as things do in the Senate, it entered the legislative black hole and it did not it didn't pass. I w- if if there's anything that they could get past that and a couple of economic development things that uh, also passed the House last year uh, or pa- actually passed the Senate last year and didn't make it to the House, uh, those couple of things would would uh, g- <laughs> given the high bar that everybody is setting for this uh, session, if we could get those couple of things done, I think it would be uh, it'd be great for Missouri employers and employees and and kids. And I would just so. add add one thing, just so people know it, it it it's not so much that it didn't pass the Senate; it's because, and I know you can't say it, but I can. I watched it. It's because Senator Mike Moon, a Republican senator, read books on the Senate floor in the final week. That's why the bill didn't pass. The votes were there. I, I've talked to senators in both parties. The votes were there, but he was reading a book, so that that's why it died. Brian Hauser, well, name and names. Well, there you that's, go. That's what happened. Brad Jones, uh, Brad Jones, the director of NFIB in Missouri, joins us on Wake Up Mid-Missouri this morning. Brad, something you've talked to us about before when you've uh, guest hosted on Wake Up Mid-Missouri is the, the whole angle of government's love higher minimum wages because they collect more payroll taxes. Talk about that. <laughs> well, um, you know, here's here's the thing, uh, especially now when you're talking about increasing the minimum wage. Anytime you're you're increasing wages, and this is this is kind of econ one hundred and one stuff. But anytime you increase wages, it means you're going to have to charge more for whatever it is that you're selling, uh, your services or your products. So when you when the government and I've always said this, and you guys will love this because that's what you do. But I mean, I've always said that the minimum wage is not an economic issue. It's a political issue. And I, I believe that in my heart, but I really honestly think that, you know, increasing minimum wage right now, because, you know, the people that are making what, you know, whatever it is, $15 are going to say, okay, wait, it's taken me five years to get up to $15. And now these people are going to get $15 just by walking in the door. Uh, I want to make 18. I want to make 19. That kind of wage inflation pressure actually puts pressure on prices. And 
I think maybe John it gets at the point where it's this 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 headline: the economy's getting stronger, but voters feel horrible about it. It's because when they're going to the grocery store or they're going out to eat, it's still costing a lot more than it did a year or two ago. And part of the problem is that we've got wage inflation uh, along with price inflation, and that's going to make people cranky. And I think that's really what's going on. And I think that it's a very worrisome thing for whatever uh, party is, is, uh, is in the white house right now. I think they're looking at it going, man, I don't, you know, this is so frustrating because actually the inflation rate is going down a little bit. Uh, Gas prices are going down a little bit, but everybody's still kind of PO'd about what's, what's happening in the economy. So, um, you know, minimum wage increase right now, I don't, I don't like them anytime, but uh, especially right now puts a little more pressure on those on those prices because uh, un, unlike what most people think, small businesses, if they need more money, do not go out in the backyard and just dig it up. It doesn't work that way. So Something's got to give, and I think it's going to be an interesting year locally, nationally, regionally, of course, at the state level. And uh, we look forward to ongoing, you know, periodic visits, Brad, so you can keep us up to date because small business remains the heart, the engine, the transmission, and every other part of America and, of course, Missouri's economy. And you're right uh, right in the middle of it at the National Federation of Independent Business, Missouri, at NFIB. Well, you, you guys are the only ones I get up at 6 o'clock in the morning to come in and, and help out. <laughs> and, folks, you can stay in touch at NFIB.com slash Missouri. Hey, Brad, thanks, and all the best to you in 24, man. Hey, Randy, all the best to you and the, you and the team. All right, we'll talk to you later. All right, there he is, Brad Jones, and he'll be with us periodically as they release their periodic reports. And there's lots more to talk about because what if, what happens in D.C., what happens, uh, of course, in the Capitol affects us right here in mid-Missouri every day because it always amounts to either service or um, at the cost of goods and services or both, usually. So uh, we'll uh, step aside, and when we come back, it's the morning bell to see if the uh, bull market that defined the end of the year continues in 24. We'll see how things are looking this morning. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Mid-Missouri's number one rated morning show. Uh, you might want to fact check that. I hear the bell. It's time for Morning Bell with Stephanie. It certainly is. Well, the uh, futures are all in the red pretty significantly this morning. NASDAQ almost a full percentage point uh, down. Uh, S&P about three quarters of a percent and Dow just over half a percent. So, uh, But it was overall a really, really good year last year. And I'm wondering, though, what the advisors are saying about taking some profits and parking them on the side. Because no one knows, is the recession a thing of the past? Is it coming? What's going to happen? Is the bubble there? Is it going to burst? I mean, aren't my advisors always telling me to put it all in the market? <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, I think the advisors have a conflict of interest. <laughs> yeah, a little bit there. Well, no, actually, I've I heard. I mean, my my yeah. advisor, I think, is very fair. But yeah, I mean, you're right. We've got to get an expert in uh, to talk about that because I'm certainly not an expert or offering any financial advice this morning. Just kind of letting you know where the markets yeah. are. But one thing. So last week, one thing we did talk about was stuff that's made your life better in 2023. And so I started a list already for 2024 in my notes app. 
you know, you can do it with me. And just the little things that you're like, gosh, this is so much better. Uh, and it's happened to me, I think, four times in the last week. And I finally figured out what a pass key is. Do you know what a pass key is? A pass key? I've been reading about it, and I don't think I fully comprehended what it does for you, but it is a new way to log in. And I saw this article that was like, is 2024 going to be the death of a pa- of the password? And I thought, hopefully it is, because nothing is like the bane of my existence than trying to remember all the passwords. Now I have a master password keeper and it like gets logged out across devices and then and like sometimes it saves old passwords and you know it's supposed to be helpful but it just i get frustrated now i'm just mad at it rather than everything else i use one called keeper what do you use i have LastPass. okay yeah and i your computer will store those won't it oh it maybe depending on what device you're on it asks you you want to update the password (sighs) i know but then do you want to give all of your information to google and and i mean come on why shouldn't we trust bill gates who was on the plane with jeffrey epstein i mean (laughs) that's gonna come out john wouldn't you trust bill gates who was on the plane with jeffrey epstein Sure, why not? <laughs> well, my phone... So, for example, my... So, let's talk about pass keys. So, a couple of times this last time, I've been on my desktop, and it says, do you want to use a pass key to log in? And I thought, I haven't seen that before. Okay, yes. Okay. And it pops up a QR code, and it says, scan this QR code with your device. So, I take my handy-dandy iPhone, mm-hmm. I scan the QR code, and then, because my iPhone has Face ID, it, it, it logs me in, and I never typed anything. And I mean... Just quick as anything. I don't have to remember a password. It just uses my face. A hundred. I'm all in on pass keys this year. Password, pass key, pass to Kelsey, <laughs> Travis Kelsey. There's so much to talk about and uh, so little time left. But when we come back, we're going to be talking with Ron Fitzwater, the mayor of Jefferson City. Catch up on what's in his world. Right back in a minute at you. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri, featuring your mom. We're back. Welcome back to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I'm Randy Tobler, along with Stephanie Bell in her red, in her gold and black. Look at you. Good morning. Wow. M-I-Z. Z- Z-O-U. O-U. And there's John Morrish. And John, boy, it was good to see that Cotton Bowl victory, wasn't it? Even though it took him a while. Took to a while, the, didn't it? Yeah, it took but a while. One to heck get, of a fourth quarter. It sure was. I mean, it was took a while to get their engine started. Um, the Chiefs, we should mention, Chiefs came through with a victory, even though it wasn't the most glamorous one ever. And Taylor and Travis celebrated New Year's Eve in Kansas City together with a sweet kiss. I saw them driving off in his Rolls Royce. Life's tough all over, isn't it, Brian Houseworth? <laughs> It got a lot of attention. The, uh, the uh, obviously the uh, the other thing I noticed is there was a uh, um, one of the Bengals players was actually cursed in the uh, on ESPN. Um, they quoted him actually used the quote. Um, I can't even repeat it, but he cursed one of the uh, Chiefs players. Said he wouldn't fight him. They called him a no good. You know. Blankety blank. Was but, that the Sneed? The Sneed controversy? Yeah, it had to do with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it was just, yeah. That, there was it, a little scrum there. Yeah, they didn't, they, those two must not like each other very much. Yeah, so. hate to see that. Hate to see that. Well, joining us now is Mayor Ron Fitzwater from Jefferson City. We always enjoy touching base with, uh, with Ron. Ron, welcome and Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year to you and congratulations. This is an exciting day for... 
Oh yeah, this for team for the community. Yeah, this team doesn't know. Well, they already know. It's sort of like herding cats with my uh, undiagnosed ADD. <laughs> it's like they never know. I say we're going to do one thing and we do another, and but that's okay. They're they're a nimble and very professional and very tolerant and resilient team. I'm I'm appreciative of that. So we have to get you on the record, Mayor Ron. Is it Missouri or Missouri? <laughs> I I still say Missouri. I'm, I'm, that's how I learned it and. I, I pronounce the I, Missouri. All right, there you go. Hey, we got a big week here in your fair town as things are going to light up. Of course, at the legislative session starts this week. Um, hope to, you'll stop by and say hi to us Thursday morning when we're down there broadcasting from the governor's prayer breakfast. Uh, tell us about what goes through your mind, the the city officials, the you know the, the, the department directors as you prepare for <laughs> the massive hordes coming in during the legislative session. Well, we're always excited to see the legislature come back. Obviously, it's it's a complicated time, and you know, from wearing my other hat, you know, my responsibilities at the Capitol, it's always you know a challenge trying to get your things through the legislature. But from the city side, we're we're always happy to see the legislators come back. They bring an energy to the community, and you know, we have a lot of visitors. You know, I've tried to talk since I've been in office that we have to embrace our role as the capital city. And as host for the guests coming in, you know, I, I think our staff and the convention bureau and everybody involved has kind of bought into that and has taken it to a new level. You know, certainly parking is always a challenge. We committed to the legislature when I first took office that we were going to look at that and we've got some ideas to present to them. So, you know, we know parking around the Capitol complex and especially with construction and other things going on is, is always a challenge, but we have committed to try to do what we can to make our guests comfortable and happy and as efficient as possible. So that's probably the biggest challenge. I mean, we're excited for the restaurants and other businesses in our downtown and, and all around the community that certainly benefit from the, the flow of traffic, but we're excited. Tomorrow will be a, a, a fun day and we'll look forward to the 2024 session. Yeah, Ron, give us an update on that uh, proposed Jefferson City Conference Center uh, project that you alluded to. And I know there are some, you know, some of the folks in the downtown Jefferson City business community were not crazy about the idea of hearing about losing the uh, big parking garage on Madison Street there in the interim. Well, that uh, project was presumably under construction. Well, progress is always painful. And, you know, there, there's downsides. You know, the upside is going to be incredibly exciting for our community as we look at that facility. I mean, we've got two great proposals that we'll be looking at over the next four to six weeks so that we can get a, a recommendation to council. But certainly, once we get to the construction phase, and the first phase will probably be the News Tribune building going down sometime in the May time frame. But certainly, as you indicate, the parking garage is going to have to come down. We are working with city staff. I mean, we understand our commitment to people that have contracted to park in that garage. I mean, I've got 11 spaces for our association in that garage. So we understand it's going to be a transition period, but we will handle it. We'll work with people. We'll, we are looking at shuttle opportunities, re, remote lots, you know, close by remote, but I mean, it's not going to be walkable distance. But we will commit to getting people to where they, they need to be and doing what we need to do as a city. But I, what I challenge people and what I encourage people is to look down the road at what that facility is going to mean to our community. 
once it's up and operational with meeting facilities right in the heart of town, hotel spaces, a new garage that is built to handle automobiles and trucks and other vehicles as they're built today, something that'll be much more efficient and, you know, certainly a facility that's walkable to the Capitol and to the governor's mansion and, you know, again, restaurants, shops, stores in our downtown communities. So there'll be a little pain, but there's going to be a lot of excitement on the other side. That's Jefferson City Mayor Ron Fitzwater on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. All right. Thanks so much, uh, Randy, and congratulations, by the way, for being the new host here. Mayor, it's always a pleasure to have you on. It'll be interesting tomorrow, and I hope people take an opportunity to read the different papers around the state because I guarantee you the headlines in each paper are going to be different. And some of it will depend not just on uh, politics but about geography. Uh, you'll probably have some uh, articles focus on abortion. Some may focus on guns. Some may focus focus on Democrats versus Republicans, but I guarantee, and you know this, for our audience specifically in Jefferson City, the number one thing they care about is state employee pay. That trumps everything over every other issue. 14,000 state employees, it's by far the number one employer in your community. Are you optimistic, Mr. Mayor, that the governor will propose a pay raise when he goes to the podium three weeks from tomorrow? Yes, this governor has, has been very forthcoming in trying to raise pay level for our state employees who have been behind in in comparison to other states across the country. So I think this governor has done a great job in narrowing that gap. I mean, there's still a gap. And as you indicate, I mean, we are so dependent on those employees in our community. We like having the ones that live here, the ones that commute in, and the, the dynamic way that they operate within our city. But this governor has done a great job in raising their pay on the other side and puts a challenge on the rest of us to try to compete with that. But mm-hmm. you know, competition's a good thing, but it's it's good that, that he has closed that gap and I, I would anticipate he's gonna continue to try to narrow that gap. It's good to Ron, hear. Uh, thank you, sir. Listener Mike asks about potholes and the road quality in generally. Mm. Uh, holy moly, it is awful, he says. Sounds like uh, he could have copy and pasted that from Columbia. Uh, seems like both communities have uh, some problems, at least perceptually. What say you? He, he is right on point. I mean, as public works chair the last couple of years before I took over as mayor, we spent a lot of time talking about roads and dollars that we put into our resurfacing. It's exciting to talk about new projects, and you know I love to talk about the conference center and other projects, but we have not lost sight of the fact that we need to take care of our current infrastructure. We doubled the amount that we put into roads last year. That carries through to this year. It's not near enough, but we're trying to show that we're making the commitment. We have not lost the the fact that we need to take care of our infrastructure, which means our roads and a lot of other things. I mean, the viaduct, we've spent a lot of time in the, on the high street viaduct and looking at some options and replacing that structure. We're, we've got a task force meeting this afternoon on the tri-level. I mean, we're probably talking 5, 10, 20 years down the road, but if we don't start those discussions. We're never going to bring them to fruition. But we have not lost track of the site that we have got to take care of our infrastructure, roads being a part of it. And we continue to push staff to stretch dollars, get to the places where the roads are the most in need of repair. And we've got a very good schedule. It's a three-year plan. 
and we're trying to implement it as quickly as possible. Yeah, I'm glad you recognize the importance of that because it's a it's really a big deal. I mean, those are the things that impact people every day, uh, and you know, not and look, it's not only an inconvenience and a nuisance, but it 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 amounts to bucks. I mean, it tears up tires, it tears up its suspension yeah. systems, and those have to be repaired. Absolutely, and Madison Street is one that we are looking at right now. Yeah. I mean, that is the gateway to our city from anybody coming in from the lake area, and we understand people coming to the capital. That's their first entry into our city bouncing along madison so i mean madison is one but people want their roads taken care of and their streets taken care of in their neighborhood also so we are multitasking we're looking at a lot of different options but yes we're trying to look at those key arteries into our town and you know again we understand when we do construction that reroutes traffic so we've got to have some alternatives but we're focused on it, and we'll, we'll continue to pay attention to what has made us great, which is our current infrastructure, and, and trying to rebuild things that have kind of gotten neglected over the years. All right. Well, Mayor Ron Fitzwater, we thank you for uh, being with us, and uh, all, uh, all great wishes for you as you help navigate and captain the ship of state there in Jefferson City uh, as uh, the legislative session starts. And uh, we'll we'll stay in touch periodically. We'll be getting together monthly at least. And, of course, if anything is really, really happening that folks need to know about, let us know. Okay? I appreciate it. Again, right. congratulations to the entire team. It's really exciting. Thank, Thank you, you so Mayor. very much. Good job. And um, we got some breaking news about yeah, uh, traffic. Yeah, and I don't know, and I'm not seeing the text. You, 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 you can narrate a few of them, but I, I know we're getting some texts about some activity on the I-70 bridge in Roachport. I've been listening to the scanner. I'm not aware of any crash right now, but what I can tell you, unless I'm mistaken, if there is a crash, you'll let us know. I believe what's happening there is MoDOT let us know um, over the weekend they were going to be doing a lot of work out there all week on both the Boone and the Cooper County yep. side of that bridge. So I'm assuming the backups they're talking about are to are, are from that work. If I were the people out there on I-70, I would not go through there. I would try to find an alternative route that's easier said than done. Not aware of any crash unless they're saying specifically there is a well, crash. Listeners I, are saying eastbound I-70 at the Missouri River Bridge has stopped accidentally the bridge i've had other texts that say there's there are crews removing some debris from the road so maybe i'm not aware of uh, any knows? crash i'm not aware of any debris either but i i'll i'll check on that and uh, and have an update if there is an update at nine o'clock for folks all right we will certainly keep you informed as we learn more and if you're in the middle of that mess of course stay in touch with us let us know what's going on we'll get it out to all of you we're trying to navigate that area Hey, when we come back, it's the leftover portion. Always a favorite of mine. It's sort of like a box of chocolates in the refrigerator. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> we'll be right back. Stay tuned. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Miss some of the show? Check out our podcast at 9390eagle.com. It's 8.53 on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. The whole gang's here. We got Stephanie. Good morning. And John. And morning. producer Hannah. Hello. And Brian, intrep newsman. 
has uh, something on this eastbound accident on I-70. Yeah, we've got a lot of folks stuck out on traffic on I-70. I just literally got off the phone with the Missouri State Highway Patrol in Jefferson City. And there is a crash on eastbound I-70 right now that has been blocking both lanes of eastbound I-70 on the Roachport Bridge. The good news is it's literally seconds ago been cleared, but there's a backup. So if you're stuck in it right now, folks, just be prepared for that, um, that you're going to have to wait a little bit. But both eastbound lanes have been blocked. No reports of injuries at this time. And I'll talk more about it at the 903 News on the Eagle. All right. It's time to open up the refrigerator door. What do we have coming out? I will tell you one thing. I saw a startling statistic I wasn't aware of. Fox News ratings were down, down, down in 23. Apparently. Yeah. And I wonder what's driving that. Tucker Carlson leaving? I would think so. And ideology not, a, not an election year so maybe people are just kind of checked out but i think tucker probably has a lot to do with it although his new stuff has been kind of kind of out there and yeah he's strange. getting out there he went after ben shapiro i saw that did you see that i mean he he went after ben shapiro saying that ben you know because ben's been quite quite vocal about the whole israeli uh, you know uh, hamas uh, conflict john your speculation as to why fox news is down I think it's just the, their whole bent. We we think back a couple election cycles ago, and all the all the flack they caught for you know not being in the Donald Trump camp as firmly as they probably uh, should have been with their listener base, viewer base, and all that. And I think and and Tucker leaving is a big part of it. Yeah. Plus, we've heard in the past couple of years how as the uh, leadership at Fox, Big Fox, has changed. Rupert Murdoch passing the baton on to Son and uh, Locke Murdoch, and I guess I think there's other relatives involved. I think there's been a definite move towards the middle, away from MAGA Trump, and um, maybe that's hurting them. Yeah, and I think all the stuff in the lawsuit as well. I mean, when it came out that a lot of the hosts were saying one thing on TV but felt something different privately, Mm -hmm. I think folks felt like we can't tr- we, we can't trust them it like you know i maybe i want to yeah. go straight to you know some alternative news sources where i feel like what's come people believe what's coming out of their mouth and i think that really damaged uh the brand well in case you guys didn't hear earlier uh, the team here is stuck with me at least for the foreseeable future Yay. here on the show <laughs> and, and i'm going to use that fox news story to say something about the team and about this station and about um my philosophy and i think the philosophy of Zimmer Communications, and that is we are fully authorized to let it rip and say what we believe and be authentic. And that is such a pleasure and such a nice way to do business when you're doing radio because you don't feel throttled back, you don't feel hamstrung, you don't feel reined in um, and muzzled. And so you'll hear it, good, bad, ugly. I know there's been people that have been ripping me for something I've said in the afternoon show, ripping you, ripping hand. We all get ripped now and then, but we get kudos as well but hannah will remind you that although zimmer doesn't tell us what we can and can't say there is that little fcc thing (laughs) she would like to remind you that there are certain words she'd appreciate that you would not i know that i've been doing radio (laughs) radio for 25 years i'm aware of that but what i can tell you is that um I'm going to make every attempt I can every day to get us thrown off of YouTube, Facebook, and every other platform that we're on. Right, Hannah? Uh, you authorized me to do that, correct? I'm, I'm going to need to rethink. Uh, let me just get with our boss. Is, is, and, that, uh, is that invite withdrawn? <laughs> no, I mean, I think, you know, look, I, I think people appreciate, because these days, and it's going to get worse with AI and the bots and the deep fakes and everything else. I mean, no one's going to know. Who's a real news anchor anymore? Who's reporting the truth? Well, you don't know what you're getting anymore. 
Yeah, I think it's really, really hard when, you know, going back to Fox, when you feel like people are being told by the boss what to say yep. and that they don't believe it. And then also when you have people on the Internet who are just making stuff up, like this person on TikTok that Hannah got duped earlier. Yeah, sorry. Um, and so I think that's where I think the strength and, you know, we're, we're, again, we're kind of, you know, patting ourselves on the back. But like, you know, live and local, yeah. you know, you 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 know, Randy, you see him at your community events. You, you know yeah. where he stands. You know what kind of life he lives and i think knowing the yep. people that you listen to every morning is important so stay in tune stay touch and uh, stay with us on the text line on the facebook and everything let us know what you'd like to hear uh we can't always get your request in but we try to keep it topical uh, and very interesting and informative and hope that we will continue to deliver what you deserve and expect thanks for being with us this morning we'll see you tomorrow jennifer bukowski with us then